the beautiful thing about social media is that they're not like cold you know you've already they already know what your dog looks like and your boyfriend looks like and what you do on the weekends and you know because you're already kind of in that communication so building that trust is happening already All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast. I am Jeff Beggins, your host, and we've got, as always, my brother. Greg Beggins. Hi, everybody. And we've got Mr. Mike Puma sitting with us over there. So hi, Mike. Hey, everyone. And then today we've got a really cool guest with us, and it's a whole different perspective that I think is going to be really, really, really content-filled for you, especially those of you who are on a team, have considered getting on a team, didn't really have the guts for lack of a better word right to make that leap to become your own and just kind of seeing how things have happened for you so want to welcome danielle lauer to the team and we're very happy to have you with the company and i think your story is pretty interesting to a lot of people so i want let's start for i like always like with this happy agent podcast to start from the beginning so why don't you take us back to billy right and let's go back to you were in school you had some visions you had some dreams and then somehow you ended up in real estate. So (laughs) it's kind of an interesting story along the way. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, So yeah, I I lived in Philly my whole life and I had actually never been to Florida and a friend of mine asked if I wanted to come on vacation. So prior to vacation, I was looking into finishing my bachelor's degree in um, education and psychology. I was working with children with autism and my plan was to go back to Philly finish that degree and get a great government job with great benefits. Um, But when I came to Florida, I just realized I loved it here so much. Um, And I literally moved back like six weeks later. Um, So I moved here and I worked on a beach store because it had to be somewhere in walking distance. Um, I sold pretty much everything I had, including my car. Um, So I worked on the beach for uh probably about a year it feels like it was 10 years but it was probably about a year um in the you know bikini shops in John's Pass and uh in Madeira Beach um so yeah I did did that for a little while and um finally left got into sales and all right wait time out pause the story for a second because I think there's some interesting tidbits along the way so your original plan was safety, security, government job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you went from that to having a good time on vacation, selling all of your crap, including your car, moving to the beach to sling bikinis and drinks on the beach, yeah, which exactly. was probably the least stable, secure thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah, so definitely. That must have been a, a, a an interesting internal debate. It, it was and it wasn't. Um, you know, when I came here on vacation leaving, I was just so sad. And uh, when I got home, I just realized, like, that's, I just want to live on the beach. And the funniest thing is that I made the decision when I was here that I was going to move here. And the people I had met did not, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll see you never. Um, and <laughs> so the decision was kind of made. And then it, and I went home and just really, you know, I was 22 years old, so I stopped going out and I stopped, you know, eating out and things like that. 
Um, so, and when I got here, um, I just will never forget the feeling of freedom and having nothing, like nothing. And just, it, it was wonderful. It was, it was really freeing. And it also made me very, very appreciative of things that I had before and, you know, had to work to get again. See, I love it as the topic of this podcast, the happy agent podcast. It's not, that wasn't about money. You weren't saying, you know what? I'm going to go get rich. It was, I'm going to yeah. go be happy. Yeah. On there. And what time yeah. of the year was this decision made? <laughs> well, it was funny. It was in July and it was okay. <laughs> literally, I was on vacation. The BP oil still happened and I moved here like oh, three weeks later. Okay. I, yeah. I was hoping it wasn't a January or February move. I'm going to leave the snow. I'm going back to the beach. No, no. It was summer. Okay. So, so here you are. Of course, you're one of the tourist girls that says, I love it here. I'll be back. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you actually committed to it and made it happen. So, yeah. so you went, so bikinis, then you decided to get into sales. So watch, what's the progression there? Um, so I went into a sale for a little while, um, like phone sale, and that was not really my niche. Um, so I actually went back into the retail side with bikinis and t-shirts and stuff, but I opened a um, kiosk business in a shopping mall. Um, so I, I did that with a, another person and we went to Connecticut actually to start it because the winter is just it's more lucrative, you know, um, up north for things like t-shirts and hoodies and whatnot. Um, but then I came back here and opened two more locations. And I did that for the next, you know, couple of years, three, four years. And then uh, retail beat me down enough. And year after year, the numbers were going down. And um, I just was defeated, you know, with retail and Honestly, um, managing people was really difficult. And um, yeah, so I, I had a bad experience with a realtor. I was trying to buy a house at that time and I had a bad experience and everything just kind of clashed together. And I thought I could do this, you know, like I, I could I could totally do this. And I, and I think I would be pretty good at it. So that was the, the defining moment. Are you like, I could do a bad job and make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if he could do it, I could definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how many people got into this business because of that reason. And they're like, yeah. this was a terrible experience. They never followed up with me. They never really did anything. And I looked at the closing statement. I saw how much money they made. And that's just wrong. And then yeah. they thought about what they do. And they saw the opportunities. And you're like, man, I would take care of people way better. Because retail, retail and bartending and any type of customer service I think everybody should have to have that experience because you learn very quickly, you get paid in direct proportion how you treat people. That's right? Right. If you don't that make them right. feel welcome, they're gone. They'll bounce to another store. You're not the only place that sells t-shirts and hoodies. Yep. Right? Yep. In the exactly. mall, there are probably 50 other stores that sold the same similar stuff. Yep, so, that's right. Okay, I so now, completely. so real estate came into your mind and then what was the progression there? Who did you know? How did you get into it? Um, I knew one person and I talked to him about it and um, it just, it, you know, nothing really came to fruition. And I literally just went and signed up and took the test. I did like the week class at Bob Hogue. And then ironically, um, my last team, I, I ended up speaking to her by accident. I was trying to call the broker of that office 
um, just to join. And I got her cell phone number somehow, like online. And I just stumbled upon her literally. And she was like, yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's meet and whatnot. And that was it. Very good. All right. So you got into the business, didn't really know much fresh out with the real estate license. So the benefits of joining the team, and there are some, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially because you you weren't born here. You don't have a huge sphere. You, you grew one over yep. time, but it really wasn't enough to have that pillar be strong, right? Of your business. Yeah. So now you're stuck in, I got to go meet people. I don't know. I got to build trust. I got to build credibility. I got to show I know what I'm talking about. And then I've got to do all the work myself, right? So that's one path that you were willing to go do. And then you found this other path, which was working with a great agent, right? And Sandy's, I've yep. known her for years, really great. Yeah, wonderful. And, and it was a good opportunity for you to just kind of join that team. So what was your role on that team? Um, I worked as a listing specialist from the beginning with Sandy. So I would say probably 95% of my business came from working with sellers. Yeah. So, and, and the, what's that called? What a great lesson. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, it is. and when we first met, we started talking about the, the tale of two industries, really, because that if you're working as an, a salesperson with inbound leads, it's almost like new homes, right? A new home salesperson sits there at the model, people come in and you sell them stuff. If you're right. on a team and being fed listing leads, you just have to be good at your presentation and pricing and go and go get it done. So you have a niche that you fill as your role on a team, just like on a football team, everyone's got their specific roles, right? right. So right. the leap of faith is, okay, what do I do? I'm being fed in essence. I'm doing well, you're making good money. So where was the where was the disconnect? Where was the drive for something different? Where was that starting? Um, for the first few years, I was pretty, I guess, content. You know, I felt that I was get. I kept, I, I kind of always had to tell myself that it was like an education that I was receiving, you know, that I was working with one of the very best people in the industry and there was so much to gain. Um, but like I said, for the last, two years or so I've really really been contemplating it and there were a few reasons and you know anyone that knows the team structure knows obviously the commission is a, a big factor of it you know that's one of the things that stands out the most from a team but also um I feel I I felt and I and I believe this now that I've been doing it you know just for about two months but that I could actually service my clients better um, by not being on a team because I would have, I could spend more time with them. Um, you know, when you are on a team and you get busy, now you're talking about 15, 20 list, listings at once, you know, um, and, and on your own, but you have admin support. So anyway, I felt that I could service people better if I were on my own. And also, um, my team was very supportive, um, like of us as individuals, but I just always felt kind of um, set, I don't know if setback is the right word, but that I couldn't truly brand myself um, and be my, myself and be my own. And, you know, so it was kind of those things coming to fruition where the scariest part was when you are used to business just coming in, it's kind of terrifying to think. Yeah um that it won't be so that was that was the hardest part um but i didn't realize how much my efforts would pay off um quickly and and it was great when i met you i recognized that instantly the energy 
and and you saw some other agents like uh, Mandy or Kaplan, for example, and Jessica Beck, other people that have come to us recently that were associated with other teams. And yeah. I, I love and we love as a company helping you kind of really spread your wings and becoming your own as your business partner, just giving you all the support. Basically, we're your team, right? As far as the admin, the support, and just kind of being there and just go do your thing and find your niche. So when we first met, it was, I recognize you kind of just really like pacing the cage. Like I've got all, I've got the knowledge. I just need to know that someone's there, right? To make sure that you're not going to fall. And I was like, okay, we we got your back. But it's a whole different industry because now you have to go out there, teach the world who you are because nobody knows that you're good because one of the downsides of being on a team is you're hidden in the shadows. Nobody, you know, people that met you knew you, but your name wasn't on the sign. Right. right. It was all, you didn't get any production credit, but you did mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of business and you learned a lot. So now you're yeah. in essence, a new agent with a lot of secret hidden talent, but now you got to tell the world. There was no real yeah. social media presence. There was no real bios out there. There was no real reason to do any of that. So you really were starting fresh and it was, a, it was an interesting transition for sure. I was excited. I knew for a fact that there was never a worry way more than you did, yeah. but it took some pivots. So yeah. what are some things for other people that are considering leaving the team and becoming part of their own. Like, let's talk about that drunk monkey, that fear factor that was in your head. And what were some of the biggest fear issues and then how did we overcome them? The number one biggest fear issue was um, the like clients and just basically just, just getting customers. That was hands down the number one fear issue. And I honestly think the best way that I was able to get through that was to continuously talk about it with people around me that like I have a business coach. Um, so I would talk about it with him constantly that were supportive of it. And, you know, just kind of coming to that realization, like, okay, I could close one transaction in three months and be okay to pay bills and things like you know so it when you really break it down even though you're getting all these leads from the team you you really are you're going to be okay to do a fraction of the volume you're still going to survive right um so that was that was definitely the hardest part is just getting and one thing i will say is the only thing that has been difficult about transitioning is my mindset none of the admin stuff none of the lead generation none of that it's only like keeping my mind kind of focused and fresh. I love it. That's, that's the whole point. That's, that's the only thing that holds anybody back is the fear of things that aren't going to really happen, but it's yeah. enough to cripple most people. There's a lot of people watching right now that are saying, God, I wish I could, but I just can't. Right. Right. And right. you were able to push through that. Um, only a, a handful of people were able to do that. So you, you've already, you're already winning. And so what's life like now? Like, how did, how did you, take on this challenge of saying, okay, now I need to let the world know who I am. So I know we talked a little bit about planning and business planning, different different ways to get business. So which ways, which, what did you do? Tell everybody kind of how you told the world you're doing what you're doing and what are you consistently doing? What steps have you taken to, to kind of basically you're coming out to the world part of that, hey, I am a badass ninja warrior agent and let me help you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say the biggest thing that I have done is, is social media um, and really kind of diving into it the last few months about how social media actually works and, um, you know, kind of overcoming like needing to cater to everybody and really just kind of zoning into the people that you want to work with, you know, 
And it seemed so like simple and cliche. And I'm like, that could never work. But then I just saw it happening. And the beautiful thing about social media is that they're not like cold, you know, you've already, they already know what your dog looks like and your boyfriend looks like and what you do on the weekends. And, you know, because you're already kind of in that communication. So building that trust is happening already. Um, so that is the thing I'm diving the most into, um, trying to get out of the, my comfort zone. I hate videos. Um, but I know that that's, that's the thing. Um, and really just not being afraid to invest too. um, some, you know, like you had mentioned the professional photo shoot. I felt beautiful in the photos. They turned out wonderful. They're great for content. The hotel that I took the photos at are sharing them on their page. Like it's just, and yeah, I had to spend money to do that, you know, but just kind of not being afraid to invest in those things that um, may not see, it's not like you're buying Zillow leads and you're going to get X, but those things that are all just kind of a, a piece of it, I guess. And, and I think what you've done really, really well is you act, right? I mean, you say, okay, I'm going to go do it. And the next thing I know you're doing it, right? So we talked to, we right. have a bunch of different projects going on around here. You just jumped your butt into every one of those projects, turned your foot, your video on, did the things here. I am in Madeira Bay, here I'm at Madeira Del Mar, here I'm at the Harbor site, here I'm at the Cambria Hotel, I'm over at Sandalwood. So you're showing such a diversity instantly that you have the credibility and you're relying on kind of the team for that too, but they don't know the difference. You're like, hey, look, this is my company. Here's, here's what we have. Here's what I can do for you. So now right. your whole following is saying, wow, look how diverse she is. She's in front of a normal house. Now she's in a little rental condo. Now she's in a new construction mm -hmm. site. Now she's this. And so you're really teaching the world that you're real estate. It's not just one specific niche. You're just anything real estate related need to think about you. Yeah, definitely. So Mike, how cool is it to see active action? Right. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do, I'm glad this is recorded because I'm just going to take this little snippet. I'm going to have Jonathan cut this part out. And then anytime an agent complains to me that social doesn't work, I'm literally just going to text this, this piece of the podcast <laughs> to them and make them watch it over and over and over again. But then, so yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, Jeff nailed it. The, it's one thing to have an understanding of it one thing to believe it's going to work and then it's a whole nother thing to actually take the action and actually execute on the strategy right and so that's the difference and so knowing that she watching, hates it and she hates it she did yeah, and, and, it. and she's uncomfortable doing it right but be, but being yeah. able to step above that and say you know what i know it's going to work though so i'm going to step out of my comfort zone i'm going to do it but the only way that that happens is that she clearly knows what she wants right and so that's the biggest thing is if you know what you're working towards and you're committed to it you're gonna you're gonna be okay being uncomfortable because you believe that it's getting you to where you want to be if you don't actually care about getting to that place you're not going to do it because it's too easy to not do it it's too easy yep. to shoot the video and then be like, no, my hair looks stupid, delete, right? It's too easy. It's too yeah. easy to cancel on the photographer. It's too easy to not post. And mm -hmm. so the hard part is actually sucking it up and saying, no, you know what? I really, really, really want that. I need that income. I need that deal. I want to get my life to a different place. I want to go on that vacation. I want to pay for my kid's college. I really want it. And if you really want it, then you'll do what she's doing, which is going out and saying, you know what? Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. 
yeah, it cost me some money, but it's all worth it, right? That's the difference. And in a month and a half with us, what was it, 48 days, Craig, you think you're saying? We got four transactions cooking already, right? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. phenomenal production for yeah. a solo agent. I mean, look at the, if you were to add that up, what that's going to mean as a, a whole check, that's a bunch of little deals from a team. So yeah. now knowing kind of what's possible, what's the drive? What What's the next level? Now you know what's possible for you. Let me ask just you starting. Yeah. Because the audience needs to know. So Daniel, honestly, how many hours a day would you say you commit to this? So am I looking at this as a, I'm an agent thinking about getting into social. I spend four hours a day, five hours a day, one hour a day. What What's your commitment involvement in time? On, on social media or real estate? Social media? Um, maybe, maybe an hour a day. Um, it can take me incredibly long to write a post. I'm definitely more of a writer than like a video, but I mean, you're talking maybe two hours, like stuck on writing something, but, um, it's, it's a pretty minimal commitment. Come on guys. That's what we're talking about. Like an hour a day. Yeah. And $0. That's a, a lot of times people ask me, well, how much you spend on, on it? How much you spend on ads? Nothing. It's, they're not they're not ads like just being present and consistent and you know really kind of focusing in on my ideal clients have you found that when you were in retail you had to work a certain amount of hours a day when you yeah. were they probably <clears throat> prescribed that you do these activities during these times are you yeah, finding yeah. you have more freedom and flexibility now or are you disciplined that you're actually working at six, eight hour day? I am not working a six or eight hour day. Um, I would say that I probably work a solid four to six hour day. Some days I might work 12, you know, depending what happens, but that's, that's probably the, that's probably realistic. So time-wise about four to six. But when you were on the team, were you putting in more dedicated time? Um, yes and no, not like dedicated schedule, but like if I had four pending transactions on when I was on the team, that was like mayday, mayday, you know, like there was, I needed to really kind of drum up uh, business basically. So it's different in that sense where um, I do have more free time um, because, you know, I can, I'm working with a lesser amount of people and still doing even, even better. Okay. And I love the honesty too, because the reality of it is you work four to six hours, right? On average. Yeah. And you could easily trick yourself. And, and we know agents that say they work 10, 12 hour days. That's total BS, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you're doing something that you could pretend is work. You might be at the office or shuffle with papers or worrying about stuff for too long. But the reality of it is you don't have to. You just have to be proficient and efficient and know what you need to go do. So knowing what you can do now and you're starting to see it and re realistically you just started launching these campaigns what a week and a half ago yeah like with the new photography and all that stuff that came out maybe mm -hmm. two weeks yeah no yeah it was and about a week ago a week and a half about a week ago and so yeah. things are going your, your engagement's great it's growing and you're doing an awesome job of re-engaging those who engage yeah. right which is the name of the game and puma we talk about this all the time and everybody who likes your photos or says, you go girl, engage, hit them, send them a private message on Messenger, talk about their kids, talk about their dog, where was their last trip? And then because that becomes the cheerleading squad, because ultimately the name of this game is just to be top of mind 
So three months from now, when they're at a cocktail party and somebody says their mom's moving here from Denver, your face pops up. That's the that's the long tail game that we're playing right now. Yeah, Indeed. absolutely. And content doesn't have to be like real estate related even at all. People love to see vulnerability. You know, they love to see, I put this post up about procrastination um, a couple months ago and it just, it got unbelievable engagement, you know? Um, so, so people love to see that you are just real and relatable and also can provide them with, um, you know, value. Love it. What is, what's the next step? What's Danielle's next level? What's, what are you doing this for? Now that you see that what's possible for you, you can kind of project into the future. You can do whatever you want. I mean, there's no question you can sell as much as you want. You can grow this business as big as you want to. And we're going to help you every step of the way. What's exciting for you to accomplish in the future? Um, next year, I want to definitely purchase at least a single investment property. So that's, that's one of the goals. Um, I will say that my plan, I guess my, my vision does not involve building um, a team of agents underneath of me, but I think I would probably, I think I will focus at some point on maybe um, some kind of agreement uh, with referral partners or, you know, at least a single one in the area so that I can focus more on A, investment properties, and B, one of my long-term goals is to really help agents also, you know, so whether that's providing them with like a start to finish, you know, guide for your six months of real estate or whatever it is. But as I'm building this business on my own from the beginning, I'm like archiving these steps and documents and things to hopefully be able to give to other agents, you know, at a, at a point in the future. So a couple different revenue things. I love it. And that's the byproduct of doing social the way that you're doing it right, is you're documenting the steps and the vulnerability and the fears, right, of doing what you're doing from the first post of, oh my God, I'm moving, right? Mm -hmm. To, right. wow, look at me and check this out. And here's my, my high fashion pose at the, at the hotels and the resorts and everything. It's really fun to watch that, that progression. Thank you. On that. So, so advice to those who are on a team that are kind of pacing the cage and worried, what, what advice would you give to those? Just look at, I mean, do you have any major life events coming up in the next three months? If so, maybe you want to work around that. If not, I, my advice would be to just work on your mindset because it will take you out of there. Just pump yourself up, tell yourself you could do it, you could, you know, and, and also working on your SOI, that, that definitely helps. But if you even don't do that, just get your mind around being on your own and, and doing the next thing. Love it. And what I think is great too, is even if you've got a lot of, several years of experience in a phenomenal agent, you're still very engaged in what we're doing. I, wish, I see you logged into the team huddles, you're into the, the morning trainings and you're absorbing information and knowledge and very coachable and just trying new things, which I think is the name of the game to get to yeah. the next level. Because I think everybody watching realize that in this era that we're in, things are not constant. They're changing and they're bobbing, weaving left and right. And I'll tell you what, we've been doing this for what, almost 30 years now, Craig? The company about 60,000 transaction, bunch of billions of dollars sold. And so there's not much we haven't seen. There's not many markets we haven't seen. And we know what to do in each one of them. So kind of keeping that group, that core tribe together 
and learning from each other and sharing from each other and, and just kind of knowing what comes next is I think keeps us steps ahead of the game, um, no matter what market we walk into. And we may see some changes coming up in the, in the near future here, but we'll be ready for them and we'll be ahead of it across the board. So, but I, I think your story is phenomenal. I think it's very inspirational to many people. And the moment I saw you and felt the energy, I knew that you definitely could spread those wings and, and you're, you're going to continue to be a, an awesome agent. We're very proud to have you on the team here. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. So one of the things, <clears throat> Danielle, hey. one, of my one of the things that, you know, our logo is empower, educate, and encourage. And I just looked up your production and, you know, you've got $31,000 pending to close and you've been with this for 43 days. So that, that's put over $20,000 in cash in your pocket. And you mm -hmm. did that in, in 40 days. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at, you know, a six figure income in your first year, right? So what yeah, I like to do as the as the old man in the group here is what are you going to do with that money? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is pay the IRS my taxes. <laughs> uh, no, so um, what I'm going to what I'm going to do with that is the first big purchase is the investment property. So that's going to be one of the um, things that I focus on the most is what I need to purchase it, what I need to repair it. Um, also. I recently started investing in stocks, so I'm kind of hoping to play around a little bit more with that. But other than those things, I am going to take at least four vacations next year. Um, and pretty much that's all we, that's, that's, that's it. I want to get away about four times, get an investment property and um, buy a little bit more stock. Okay, well, don't go anywhere you like better than here. What's that? Don't go anywhere on vacation that you like better than here because we don't want hey, you to. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it again. I think about it now. Like, I don't know I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm moving to Costa Rica. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever do it again. I'm glad I did, but yeah. Yeah. Now, everything happens for a reason. You end up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you but, definitely okay. found your niche. Yeah. yeah. But just for the sure. fact that she has a plan, what she would do with the money. I want an investment property. I want to take some badass trips. And that's going to enable you to actually do that. Because there are some yeah. days where you get up and go, shit, I don't want to do this again. But mm -hmm. I want the investment property and I want the trips. And yeah. me that. So that's one of our biggest challenges as a company is find your passion and just go for it. Yeah. Well, and making like, you know, making six figures, um, for me, that it's not even an option to make less than that. If I made less than that, it's gonna be because like I, I don't know, my legs got cut off or something. I don't know. Like, um, but for me, that that's how I I I do genuinely feel about it, that it's not even like a thought um if or you know, it's like I definitely am gonna do that and then whatever else. Yeah. So that was one of the first things we met about when we were doing our first vision planning, business planning is like I'm gonna make six figures a year. And yeah, there's not there's no wavering. There's no, you know, I think I'd like to. It's I'm making at least six figures a year. So then we yeah. work on how many deals do we need per quarter? How many deals do we need per month? And you're already crushing that. So yeah. now you can actually say, hmm, what if I yeah. just tailored a little bit of my focus to a little higher price point? Now, instead of 20,000, it turns into 40,000. Now I could buy a duplex instead of a single family. What if I buy mm -hmm. one over on the beach side and I go over this? I'm like, wait a second. You know, right. What if I sold a $3 million house and I hit some expired? Whoa, what would that do? Right. So then we're just going to keep cranking up to that next level quarter by quarter. 
um, yeah. and as as far as you're going. So yeah. I love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. Puma, final final thoughts from you. Can we duplicate her? <laughs> We're trying to find that. that, that uh, I'm gonna go Google that and see if I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's my. Uh, I, did, I tried for a long time in retail. They're not out there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, no. I mean, my final thoughts are just you know. I hope this podcast serves as a reminder to all the agents who watch it that it it really comes down to having a clear vision of where what you want. And then the ability to go execute and get it. And obviously we talk a lot about there's so many ways to do it. This is certainly one of them. But no matter what you're gonna do to achieve it, it's got you have to be consistent about it and you gotta really wanna do it. And there's and it's gonna involve getting out of your comfort zone. So you gotta be prepared to do that. Yep. Craig, final thoughts from you. I just wanna say I'm honored. I'm honored that you're part of our team now. And Mark, let you be independent. I'm, I'm really, really impressed that you're taking advantage of the stuff we're doing because we put a lot of time, effort, and energy into it. So I love it. we're helping you grow, which is our job. Mm -hmm. And for final thoughts for me, if, if when you watch Danielle and you listen to her, you're going to notice she's positive. She's got great energy and she loves what she does, right? So she's positive and has great energy and loves what she does because she has somebody she's working towards. There's a why and she knows it's able to be accomplished and she knows she can look left right call anytime and we got her back to push her to where she needs to go so that's comfort to be on your own but still have people to fall back on is a critical pillar right to make things happen so but the energy yeah. and the attitude and the smile and the fact that you love it and your testimonials are amazing people just love working with you so and so do we so thank you for your time today thank thanks for being on our podcast and for everybody sure. watching hope thank you, you enjoyed it and talk with you soon tag one of your friends that needs to watch this too and share that over Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. I will. <laughs> one, 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 one.